We've seen the picture. Let's go. What Jesus thinks about what? Let's talk about it just a moment. We'll see how far we can go. Just push me, buddy. Jesus saw the multitude, His words. He went into a mountain. When He was set, the disciples came unto Jesus. Letters in red. What does that mean? Words that Jesus spoke. I'm just looking at them. What does He think? What does He say? Now, all the Bibles, I understand that. God's Word. But when He lived on this earth, He had certain things He said. And I'm looking at them in this little series. Jesus opened His mouth. There He is. Here He goes. And He starts teaching and talking. Let's see what He said. Well, He's going to talk about happiness. Guys, talking to His disciples, this is how you can be happy. Boy, the, the world will take, they'll do anything to find, find happiness today. They'll pay for it. They'll do anything. They'll do the stupidest, craziest things they think is going to make them happy. Okay? Happiness. That's what we want. There are several words that Jesus used that convey the meaning of happiness in the Bible. Words said with me like what? Say them with me. Blessed, glad, rejoice, and happy. He used those words. But the one that He used most often, if you're not careful, you won't know it, is the word what? Blessed. We think we see the word blessed and we don't that don't mean happy, it means blessed. Well what does the what's blessed mean? Blessed is the word well words or to do well or to speak well or to be well. Well that's happy. Amen? It's the word for happiness. So how can one actually be happy according to Jesus? Not according to somebody else. But according to Jesus, how can you be happy? How can you be happy according to Jesus, the one who made you? Okay, I want to talk to the to the to the Creator, Amen. The one that made me. How can I be happy? I'm struggling. How can I be happy? I call it the blessed happiness. The blessed happiness. Real happiness. Real happiness. Words from Jesus. His very words to us today. Number one, you're familiar with them. They're called the Beatitudes, Amen. And we can say, well, the Beatitudes. Well, I know the Beatitudes. Yeah, but you're missing something sometimes. These are the words of Jesus. It's all about being happy. And they sort of kooky, some of them. They're a little bit crazy. Let's look at this one. Be poor in spirit. Now, if we're not, care- if we're not careful, we'll go, what does that mean? I don't get that. Be happy. Be poor in spirit. What's that? Well, blessed are the what? Sit with me. Poor in spirit. Jesus' words, for theirs is the what? The kingdom of heaven. The idea of poor in spirit, we see it in James 4. Humble. Say humble. Humble. Poor in spirit. Humble. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and He'll lift you up. You mean I can be happy if I'm humble? Yeah. Yeah. Hello. Hello. We got a phone call. Okay. It's not Jesus, but if He were calling, He'd say, listen. Listen to the man. Okay, here we go. If we're going to experience true happiness in our life, say it with me. We must walk humbly before the Lord. To be proud, arrogant, full of yourself. You can play the game. You can act like you're happy. It's a big, fat lie. You're putting on. You think you're happy. You think you're fooling us. You're not. This is the way you get happy. Humble before the Lord. You want happiness and God to bless you, then you give Him all the credit and glory for every single thing in your life. Did you hear me? This is number one out of the gate. How can I be happy, Jesus? You humble yourself before me. And you give me the credit for any good that you ever do. Or that you ever get. 
I was in South Carolina eating, and a couple came over to me and said, it's so good to see somebody pray for their food. My family. Well, why wouldn't we pray? I told him I love to eat. Are you kidding me? I'm going to give him credit for this good country food I'm eating. Amen? But humble, whatever you do, amen, God will always reject what? A what? A haughty spirit. Trust me, listen to me, when God rejects you, you ain't going to be happy. So number one, be poor in spirit, or in plain English, be what? Humble. That's number two. We're doing good, Raj. Keep pushing. Number two, mourn over your sin. You mean I can be happy if I cry over my sinfulness? Well, let's see what Jesus said. Blessed or happy, happy are those that mourn or put in these words, cry like a baby, for they shall be what? Oh, I don't need God. I'm good. Oh, I see how good you are. Putting on that mask. There you are. You've got to go back to number one. Humble yourself. Amen. Say, you start humbling yourself, you might start crying. Be afflicted, James says, and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning. Let your joy be turned to what? Heaviness. We're talking about happiness. And preacher, you're saying Jesus said, I'm blessed if I cry. Well, keep looking, though. You can be happy by being sad. Say that crazy statement with me. These are my words. You can be happy by being what? That's the problem with, with people that want to... They've got a life of sin, a life of trouble... And they just can't ever get it, get over it and get it fixed and get down to that place where they can have a good life. So often they never really, 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 really truly feel it and truly see what their sin has done to their life, what their sin's done to their family, what their sin's done to their Father in heaven. You start to mourn over your sin. And it's tough to do it. But I'm going to tell you something. You're going to see happiness start to come into your life. Y'all listening or not? It sounds crazy, but this is true. Jesus said it. Statement I came up years ago. Say it with me. Sad ain't bad when you sad over your sin. Yes or no? Amen. Say it with me loud. Sad ain't bad when you sad over your... And that's the part of parenting. I had to do it yesterday. I have to do it every day almost. It's crazy at my age. Are you kidding me? I feel like the sheriff in my own house. Do you know what I'm saying? And that's what we are, basically, as dads. You understand that? And I had to do it yesterday. And when I discipline a child, I don't expect them to leave going, Hi, hi. I want their head down. I want them feeling bad. You understand that, yes or no? And I'm pretty good at it. And then they try to make you feel bad, or, or Mama will make you feel bad. It don't make me feel bad. Sad's good if she's sad over her sin. Amen or oh me? I don't want to keep correcting the same crap. Excuse me. Amen? Say. And God doesn't want to either. Sin separates me from God. I ought to be sad about it. Sin causes my fellowship with God to be broken. I ought to be sad about it. God's not going to answer my prayers. Are you kidding me? The Bible says God won't answer my prayers if I have unconfessed sin in my life. Where does it say that, Gary? I'm glad you asked. If I regard iniquity in my heart, Psalm 66, 18, the Lord will not hear me. This ain't about being perfect, guys. It's about knowing stuff in your life and saying, you know what? That's bull, and I need to deal with it. Yes or no? And to really be sad over it. The words repent, to turn. This will make you happy in your life. This is what Jesus said. 
So separation from God, broken fellowship, unanswered prayers. Let me tell you something. That don't sound like happiness to me. That's something worth crying over. Amen or oh me? Amen? Come on. That's something worth crying over. This is what Jesus says. Mourn. Cry like a baby and God's going to do what? That's the beauty of it. I ain't say being a crybaby. I can't stand crybabies, okay? But the bottom line is, be serious. And, and boy, when you're brokenhearted, let me tell you something. The beauty is God comes comforting. Amen. The Holy Spirit, the living God. He is called the who? The comforter. The one who comes alongside and comforts. Now, when you experience God in your pain and your struggle, I'm telling you, and you know God's helping you, that brings happiness to your life. Amen? Yes or no? Come on. That's a beautiful thing. And do it with sincerity, and God's going to bless you, and you are going to be happy. Number three, we're making it, Raj. Come on, buddy. Come on. Push those slides. Here we go. Number three, be what? Be meek. Be meek. Blessed are the meek, Jesus says, for they're going to inherit the earth. This is talking about how to be happy. How to be happy. Meekness sounds like the word what? Just because something sounds like something ain't what it is. That's crazy. Meek is not weak. There's nothing farther than the truth from the truth in that. A person who is meek is not weak. The word meek is like a bit that's put into a strong horse's mouth. That bit, that little tiny bit, and it can turn that horse to the left or to the right just with that little thing. And that thing in your mouth and in your life is called meekness. God can turn you and you can operate in your life properly and you can function well as a person if you are meek. Meekness, say it with me. It's really the definition of meekness is, say it with me, strength under... The idea is, big old strong fella can choke you, but he chooses not to. Amen? Say. You know that old turn the other cheek thing? You don't turn the other cheek because you're meek. I mean, because you're weak. You turn the other cheek because you're what? Meek. Don't mean I can't pop you in the head. It means I choose not to. You understand? Yes or no? Think about that in your life. You want to be happy? Yeah, but they deserve it. Well, guess what? You don't have to say it. Yeah, but. Well, you don't have to do all those buts in your life. Amen. Say. But this is from the Holy Spirit. It's not from you. You can't do this. This ain't some temperament you're born with. Well, we just got, he was just born real meek. No, meekness is a spiritual quality. I don't care. You can be a, you can be sort of a meekly type person. But so often those kinds of people, they have their own issues. They can be easier led into depression and things like, who knows? You need meekness. You need to keep your strength under, your, under control. This is something you must do in the what? Say it with me. In the Spirit. If we're going to truly experience happiness, we must control our what? Some of the most pitiful people, most unhappy people on the planet are some of these emotional, crazy people. You hear me? Just emotional, emotional, emotional. Oh. They come off happy, 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 and then they go home and just, you know, you know, are a wreck or hit the bottle or something. Amen? Say, come on. Jesus says that ain't happiness. If we're going to truly experience happiness, we must control our emotions and our will and our desires. When I allow myself to be controlled by the Spirit of God and not my own flesh, I will be happy. Strength under control is happy. How many are so glad you didn't do something you thought you were going to do and you just didn't do it, thank God, because God helped you? Let me see your hand. How many know if you did it, you wouldn't be happy? Let me see your hand. If I did it, I wouldn't be happy. See what I'm saying? Strength under control. Just think about it. I'm flying this morning, number four. Desire to do right, number four. You want to be happy? Desire to do right. 
Have you seen about how all these things about happiness seem to do something with doing the right thing? But Satan tells us if we do the wrong thing, we'll be happy. He's such a liar, isn't he? This is Jesus talking. Blessed are those who, who hunger and thirst after what? For they shall be what? They'll be filled. Delight yourself, Psalm says, in the Lord. He'll give you the desires of your heart. Okay? True happiness comes from doing what? Right. Amen? Honestly, this is the kind of message that would help the sheriff's department. If people did the right thing, amen? They'd just be directing traffic. Wouldn't that be nice? Say, Jesus knows what he's talking about. It's a big deal. This desire is birthed at salvation. This desire to do right when you become a Christian, it's birthed there, guys. But it's got to be nourished and grown. Well, I'm a Christian. That don't mean you're going to do right. I've known a lot of crazy Christian people, I'm telling you. It's grown by getting in the Word of God and memorizing Scripture and knowing His Word and saying yes to the Lord's way and not your way anymore. Amen. Do right. God's Word tells us what is what? Right to do. Do it. Fill your heart with it. Fill your heart in a hellraiser like me. And I certainly ain't perfect or arrived, but grew up with no Bible, bad home, drunk parents, crazy people. And here I am today, a preacher, and trying to instruct other people to do right. It doesn't mean I do right all the time. I don't. I still struggle. But when I do wrong, it's on Gary. It ain't on God. Amen. Say. And I ain't happy about it. But this is what I pursue with my life, and God has blessed me. The Bible says, taste and see. Just go ahead and taste and see if the Lord ain't good. Amen? His Word ain't good to you. Psalm 34, 8. Keep going, buddy. Keep pushing me. There we go. Now, we're on number what? We're making it. Don't tell me what slide I'm on. I'm doing good. Here we go. Be merciful. Be merciful. You want to be happy? Blessed are those who are what? Because you're going to get mercy. It's not a happy person who don't get mercy given back to them. Well, if you don't give it, don't expect to get it. Amen? I don't know why my marriage is a wreck. Well, maybe it's because you mean as a snake. How about that? Say, maybe it's because you're not a very merciful, nice person. Try that. Hey, if we can get half of that thing fixed, that might help the whole thing. Amen? Say, come on. The word mercy means this. Say it with me. Most people don't know what the word mercy means. Say it with me. Price paid. You want to be happy? Live your life. Instead of being bitter at somebody for hurting you, live your life and go ahead and live life and say, guess what? Jesus paid the price for whatever they did in my life. And I'm going to live my life and not be chained to that mess the rest of my life. Because the price has been paid on that cross. Even though I don't understand it and I don't appreciate what they did, I'm going to let it go because the price has been paid. Because my happiness matters more than my bitterness. Yes or no? Come on. Mercy says no, no to a spirit of condemnation and vengeance. That's what mercy says. And you will be a happier person if you get that mess out of your life. Mercy says no to the devil. The devil wants you to be bitter. He's the accuser of the brethren and he wants you to accuse. He wants you to be filled with that kind of spirit. Jesus says, tell the devil, be gone, Satan. Be gone from me. How does Satan show up so often? He shows up in accusing in our own mind or in us accusing someone else. Let it go. 
You hear me, yes or no? This is what Jesus says. The most miserable people, my quote, that I've ever known in my life are those who are bitter and consumed with themselves. And most of my adult life has been spent with Christians. That's a sad statement on that screen. The most miserable people I have seen are Christians who are consumed with bitterness. And we're the craziest people. He took our sin, but we don't forgive. How many times are we supposed to forgive, Peter asked? How many times did Jesus say? Seven times how many? Seventy. How about you try to forgive somebody 490 times for something they did, then you come talk to me after that. Amen. Come on. Number six, be pure in spirit. Almost done. Be pure in spirit. Blessed are the what? Pure in heart, for they shall see God. What does that mean? Jesus says the word, the word uh, pure literally means clean or, or clear. Clear or clean is what that word means. It is a blessing to have your sins forgiven, guys. It is a blessing. Live that way. Your sins have been removed as far as the east is from the west. Think on those things. Think about that, how God loved you so much and He saved you. He's buried our sins in the depth of the sea and He didn't remember them anymore. Amen? That's a beautiful way to live your life. It's the only way to have a pure heart, by the way. It also is a blessing to confess your sins regularly. The Bible says if we confess our sins, He's faithful in what? Just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all sin. Blessed are those who keep a short sin list in their life. Y'all listening or not? You're blessed. You're going to be happy if you keep short sin accounts with God. Instead of letting that sucker get long, 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 long. That's why God says, if you confess your sins, listen, I'm going to forgive you. Because I'm a faithful father and I'm a good daddy. How many in this room you've had to forgive your children? Let me see your hand. I'll put your hand. I had to forgive them. I had to forgive them. Some of you don't even think of it as forgiveness, do you? That you're just raising them. Have you ever thought that God looks at us like that? He's just raising us crazy people down here. Amen? Talk to Him. Ask Him, Daddy, forgive me. Keep short sin accounts in your life and you're going to be happy. Are y'all hearing me? Not talking about perfection, guys. You're not going to get that down here. But it is on you to confess regularly. Many times throughout the day I would confess. And I do confess. All right? A lot. You know I'm nuts, okay? Yes. You know this, right? I got problems. You have problems, coach. You got problems. Who are you looking at? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't let sin mount and abound in your life. Keep a short sin list. And you'll be happier. Say it with me real loud. We quoted it one more time. If we confess our sins, He, that's God, is faithful and just to forgive us our and to cleanse us from all. So it's on us to stay dirty. It's on us to keep that mess. He says, my blood can wash away all that. Keep short sin accounts. Finally, brethren, how do you do that? Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on those kind of things and you'll be happier. Amen? Come on. We should always be ready also to think the best about somebody and not the worst. Pure thoughts. Why not think pure thoughts about somebody? Why spend your time thinking the worst about them? Yes or no? I'm happy because we're spending time thinking bad about somebody. You're not happy. You're a mess. And then you make other people unhappy. Quit it. 
Number seven, be a peacemaker. Be a peacemaker. Blessed are the what? For they shall be called the children of God. What does that word mean? We're called to make what? That's what peace means. We're called to make disciples, guys. Our job isn't to hold hands with everybody on the planet and sing kumbaya. That's not our job. Our job is to introduce people to Jesus Christ. That's the peace. The Prince of Peace. Share the gospel of Jesus Christ with people. We're ambassadors. We're representatives from the Lord, guys. That's who Christians are called to be. I love this statement right here. I want you to say it with me. Give the people... Let's say of Inglewood, of Charlotte County, Sarasota County. Give the people, sit with me, the good news that they have a pardon awaiting them. If they put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace. That's our job. That's a Christian's job. That's a peacemaker. To let your friends, your neighbors, your family know you have a pardon awaiting you. God loves you so much. He lo- He's not there to condemn you. He's there to forgive you and to love you. Isn't that a great message, yes or no? That should be the, that's a peacemaker. We ought also be ready to make peace with our brother, by the way. Christians who hold grudges. That's, I, that's been through this whole message this morning, hasn't it? Jesus knows we got problems with people. Listen, He wants us to remember, you're forgiven. I've made peace with you. You make peace with other people. This is the plan. Last one, believe it or not, Roger's in shock that we made it. Be persecuted for your righteousness and you'll be happy. Are you kidding me? Jesus says, if I suffer for Him, I'm going to be happy. Yes. Yes. Because you're never going to suffer for Him for doing wrong. You're going to suffer for Him for doing the right thing. I told... One of my girls yesterday, one of my little ones, she's trying to be funny and said something very hurtful. Surely it was something I said when I was her age, okay? I'm sure I said like ten times worse. But my job is to try to help her not do that. And I told her, just being a good person and doing the right thing is good enough. You don't have to try to be cute or funny or hurt somebody's feelings to get attention and somehow be funny. Doing the right thing and being a kind person is good enough and they don't like it, screw it. You hear me? Yes or no? Say. Excuse me. Then I have to get corrected myself and for my language. I got problems. Pray for my children. (laughs) Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Keep looking quick, quick, quick. This sounds about as strange as mourn and you'll be happy. It's crazy. What are you doing, Jesus? But watch it. Because God is holy and righteous. Listen. When we suffer for righteousness' sake, we're suffering for Him. I'm suffering for Him. Jesus took the ultimate beating for us. This is me talking. So I think when we take a beating in His name, He identifies with us. And we with Him. It all goes back to humility, though, doesn't it? Number one. It's hard to take a beating. It's hard to be persecuted if you don't have all these other happy things going on. Amen? Because this ain't normal, guys. This is the spiritual life. The interesting thing about persecution, and he mentions it here, reviling and somebody evil speaking against you, 
is that there's no good feeling for me. When someone speaks evil of me or hurts me like that, there's no good feeling for Gary, is there? Think about that. When I, as a believer, as a pastor, believer, Christian, whatever it might be, and trying to do the right thing, and people speak evil of me for it, it does not make me feel good. It hurts me, actually. But, but, but God is the ultimate judge. He's the judge of my right actions. If I'm doing the right thing and they speak evil of me for doing the right thing, and if He knows I'm holy and right because I did the right thing, but they're saying I haven't done the right thing or they're speaking evil against me, listen, it certainly must bring a great deal of glory to the Lord. Did I lose you? And He must get a whole lot of credit for me when I'm doing the right thing, yet people are speaking evil of me. He must get a whole lot of glory for that. Seeing me go through that, even though I'm right, and I'm suffering wrong. And it does hurt me, and it makes me feel bad. But He's in heaven going, I'm proud of Him. You hear me, yes or no? Now here's the kicker. Somehow in your mind and your spirit, you've got to be able to see Him say that about you. That's the happy part. Did you hear me? Did I lose you on that? By doing the right thing, even though it costs you, to hear Him say, I'm proud of you. Wow. In my life, it's left me clinging only to Him in situations like that. And... It is difficult to suffer for righteousness' sake and be happy. It's not easy to do this last one, guys. But I'm going to tell you something. This is my, my whole writing. Everything up here is me. But once you've experienced the closeness with the Lord through persecution, listen, at a moment like that, you tend to crave more of it. Now, that's sick feeling, ain't it? And it's craziness, ain't it? You mean, Clark, when you've been hurt and broken... And hurt by others? You crave that sometimes in your life? Yeah. Because of the closeness that I have with my God through, it, through that situation. Did I, did I lose you on that? I know I'm in cuckoo land on that one right there. You think, I, you think I'm crazy. Guess what they thought about him when he said this? Real happiness comes. It's Jesus saying it's time to end. This is what Jesus thinks. Amen. Let's praise the Lord this morning. Come on. Amen. Come on. You crazy phones. Boom. We did it. Come on. Let's get on our feet.